Hey, what's up? What's up, Nick Nation? It's your boy, State of the State of the New York Nick Podcast, episode 149. You already know my New York accent. I always say 100, then I say 149 or 148. Or you, you know. So let's get right into it, man. Let's talk about narratives, right? Because a lot of people have their narratives, and that's understandable. I have my narratives too, but I, I just need to debunk some of these narratives that people be talking about, right? So one of the main narratives around me is I hate vets. Now, let's place this in the context when we're talking about vets, right? We need the right vets on this team, not just any type of vet. One. Two, I hate the one-year contracts. I hate it. I dislike it. And, and we, we, we should have no more of those on our team. Three, we're, we're still in the rebuilding state. So let me, let me get deeper into context. Since 2015, the Knicks has been rebuilding. Well, we've been rebuilding for 20 years. I've only seen four winning seasons in my lifetime as a Knicks fan. And I'm speaking for those Knicks fans who are, above, who, who are above 30 years old, right? Not you Knicks fans who's under 22 when Carmelo Anthony was traded here, you were still um, sipping breast milk, or you was probably doing your ABCs. Not you guys. I'm talking about the. I'm talking to the 30 year old and up Nick fan base, right? A lot of us seen. And, and if you're 22, cool. You're a Nick fan too. You think how you want to think. Don't ever let nobody tell you your narrative is stupid because it's your narrative. It's your opinion. Nobody should never tell you that your opinion is stupid. It's how you feel. So fuck how they feel. It's always about how you feel, male or female. So people say, you know, I hate vets. Let's look at it the past few years, right? And, you know, Emmanuel Moutier, Trey Burke, Wayne Ellington, Bullock, Burks, you know, Alfred. You know, you get these one-year contract vet mercs on your team and it doesn't help with chemistry because you're always changing up your roster so for the past two seasons right we've been given alfred payton starters minutes when we all know damn well that man don't deserve no goddamn minutes caa i appreciate y'all y'all need to get me a better caa client at that at that guard spot no way in hell can anybody explain to me why Alfred Payton was given starters minutes for the past two years? If you want to say Frank suck, okay, cool, right? But the guys who was playing ahead of Frank in the previous years, most of them is in China or retired. And I feel some type of way about that. I feel some type of way about the development of some of our young guys, mainly Frank and Knox. Mainly OB too, you know, to a lesser degree. But I get I get into the, that OB situation and stuff later on. But you give guys like Burks and, and 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 Bullock minutes. You give them major minutes on a team who is supposedly rebuilding. We're going into stage two of our rebuild. I'm still calling this a rebuild because we're not a contender yet. So we're in stage two of our rebuild, right? When 60% of your rotation are one-year contract vet mercs, that means that you have to replace 60% of your rotation. 
Only three young players down the stretch of our season played rotational minutes. RJ, Quickly, Obi. Understandable for all three players. Understandable for all three players, right? When you get a guy, when you draft Obi Toppin eighth overall and you draft Quickly and you didn't get fired the next day like Phil Jackson was, you're going to want to see your your investments play. You want to see your investments on the court. That's fact. So for me, when I see Knox constantly get DMP'd, and we all know he played, he played well in preseason, he played well the first month of this season. Once Alec Burks was healthy, Knox got removed from the rotation, right? All season long, Burks, fourth quarter king, blah, 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 blah. Gets to the playoffs, he wets the bed. You play Burks with Obi Toppin, and people wondering why Obi Toppin, four points in 11 minutes per game. He was one of the reasons. He never passed Obi the ball. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Nobody can say and tell me Burks wasn't playing for his next contract. This is why you don't sign guys to one-year contracts and really put your time into them. Because now, Burks might walk. You can't trade Burks for an all-star. He's already 30, 31 years old. He's not going to get no better. He is who he is. We don't know who Knox is. We don't know who Frank is. I got a problem with that. And even, and even if Burks outperformed guys during the regular season, in the playoffs, he reverted back to journeyman Burks. Just like he did with the Philadelphia 76ers. He put a career highs on the worst team in basketball, the uh, Golden State Warriors, right? We're putting, we're, we're going to resign him to a contract? No. The wing position needs to be overhauled. I don't care what nobody say. I don't want Burks back on this team. In the playoffs, you're watching him. He's take, he took every bad shot known to man. And refused to pass the ball. It looked like he was playing for his next contract. This is I, I hate one-year contracts. I hate them. Hate them. Now you're telling me. Now, now let me get the Bullock real quick, right? So Bullock, you know, Knox didn't deserve to play over none, none of these guys. Okay, cool. If that's your opinion, that's on you. Fuck you. I got a different opinion on that. Because he, he should have played. Bullock, on the other hand. The man was putting up triple singles for two months straight. Two months straight, he was putting up triple singles. Nobody ain't say shit about his his production. People talk about Kevin Knox. He gets beat backdoor cuts, and and he doesn't have the the motor and this, that, and the third. Give the kid some goddamn minutes so he can work his way up to that. I don't believe players... I don't believe players learn from sitting on the bench. That's not my philosophy. I believe you have to play to get better. You have to play in game situations to get better. So we started Reggie Bullock, right? Shooting, decent clip or whatever. He gets to the playoffs. I watched the man 34 minutes, zero points in the playoff game. Then Tibbs proceeds to say, we're going to do everything. We're going to throw everything in the kitchen sink. And then the very next game, he does the same exact shit. You kidding me? Really? This is the guy who's, who, who, who's supposed to play over Kevin Knox all season long and Frank Nelikina? These are the guys? Reggie Bullock? 
Burks and Alfred, really? So when we could trade those three for an all-star because we up their value, then somebody please let me know. Please let me know. I, I just want to know, right? Jared Jack, he, where's Jared Jack? He's retired. Moody is in China. Alfred about to be in China. This is ridiculous. And, and I'm not getting on this management now about giving quickly and Obi the minutes because, yes, you're supposed to do that when you don't get fired the next day like Phil Jackson. You're supposed to do, you're supposed to see your investments play in progress. You're supposed to see that. So now, we're in the offseason where we have the most questions ever for a fourth-seeded team. The most questions that we have the most questions ever. Easily the most questions ever. Right? Because Randall shit at the bed in the playoffs, and Tibbs shit at the bed even more in the playoffs. So you 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 and then the vets shit at the bed even worse. I can't even remember. A good bucket Burks or Obi or, or I mean Burks or Bullock had in the playoffs. And people say, well, they did good for us in the regular season. Nobody gives a fuck about the regular season once you make the playoffs. Especially in a season. Now let's put it in a real way deeper context. This season was 72 games, COVID-ridden, right? So most of the, some of the superstars was out. We won most of our games where other stars was hurt. And we took advantage. I love it. We played harder than everybody else in the regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs, everybody plays hard. So you're not at that advantage no more. We had a top five defense that got shredded when it came to the playoffs. People talk about Reggie Bullock defense being better than Frank Nilekina. I watched Frank Nilekina guard Trey Young, and Trey Young used a million screens to get away from that man. And the playoffs, Trey Young was hunting for Reggie Bullock, hunting for him, hunting for Derrick Rose. And I'm going to leave Derrick Rose out of this because the former MVP is one of the greats of all time. He saved our season literally because when we traded for him, we was under 500. And we would have never had a nine-game winning streak without Derrick Rose, without Taj Gibson. So salute to those two guys. So they, they, I, I'm not going to include them in this, right? So back to the point. The playoffs is the money time. I watched the real Nick team in these playoffs. And also the 72-game season, it was no fans in the stands for some of those games. It was 2K fans in the stands. After game 60... It was 15K fans in the stands. Now it's fans in the stands. You get a packed arena. The whole fucking team forgot how to play basketball. Randall forgot how to pass now. Really? Really? Through 2000 to 2010, Isaiah Thomas traded damn near every first round pick known to man. Larry Brown was atrocious. He was horrible. Scott Layden, oh my God. Grunwald was the best and Dolan forced him to trade for Carmelo Anthony. Come on, man. Come on, man. 
this fourth seed, people say, oh, we got the fourth seed and this, that, third. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't, I, I, I'm, I, I finished my fourth seed Kool-Aid a month ago. I don't care about that. Now we in a, one of the most important regular seasons of my lifetime of watching the Knicks in the past 20 years. This season, this offseason is so important. And we're so fucked up about this offseason. Kawhi just got his partially torn ACL repaired. So you might as well keep Kawhi off your mind. That's, that's what I'm going to say about that. Them Damian Lillard trade rumors, dead that. Dead that. You don't need Dane. I'm not giving up the whole shebang for Dane. Why? So my starting five could be Damian Lillard, Norman Powell, Kelly Oubre, Randall, Nerlens fucking Noel. We're not winning shit with that. Stop it. We're not winning nothing with that. We traded for Carmelo Anthony, which made the Knicks proceed to trade for Andreas Bongliani. And we lost out on our chance to have Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, 23, 24 years old. And we and, and, and since he's been in the league, we've still been begging for a point guard. This is atrocious to me. Atro- we just a decade from the Carmelo Anthony trade and people just begging for us to do win now trades again. It's so blasphemous to me. It's ridiculous. I really do feel some type of way about how Tibbs handled these kids this season. Obi didn't learn shit in 11 minutes per game. I'm going to fuck with nobody say he averaged four points. He averaged less points than Frank Nilakina and Frank Nilakina when he was a 19-year-old rookie from Europe. Kidding me? Really? Really? Man. And, and I can't really get on Obi about that, right? I can't, because we know Tibbs M.O., that lying motherfucker. I'm out on Tibbs, too. I'm going to explain in like a minute, though. But we know Tibbs. We, we, we know how Tibbs operate, right? So we can't really, we can't really blame Obi Toppin for his four points in 11 minutes per game. We can, but we can't. It, depend, it depends on who you talk to, right? Obi just played behind a whole season behind Julius Randle, who's most improved player of the year. Second team All-NBA, All-Star. How the fuck is, the, is Obi and Randle going to work? How is it going to work? Tibbs is never playing Obi at the five. He's never going small. He did not adjust in the playoffs to go small. So why would I think he will adjust in the future to go small? Why? Why would I think that? He ain't do it all season. So he's going to magically do it next season? Really? Y'all think a 63-year-old man is just going to switch up the way he thinks to give a fuck about what us as fan thinks or modern NBA thinks? I don't know. I, I don't know. At this point, right now, off of, or, and, and people say, well, Obi could have a great next season, a great sophomore season. How? How? We called Randall the king of New York. He got an ego now. How is Obi going to get better behind Randall? Honestly, Obi's from Brooklyn. We all human. Ain't no way in hell. Put a, put a lie detector, detector test on that man. And, and 
ask him, yo, Obi Topper, are you comfortable sitting behind Julius Randle next two, three years and playing 15 minutes, 17 minutes, not getting a lot of shot attempts? Are you comfortable being a role player? I promise you he's going to lie because he's a good kid. He look like a cool dude. He look like a I'm a team first type of guy. But come on, you, he's human. That man deserves 25 minutes a night. You watch him, and, and, and what's crazy, that man was unplayable. He was unplayable his first, like, two, three months of the season. But you know what? He came alive when the crowd was in the stands. That's all he needed. He's an energy player. He needed a crowd. He played well in the playoffs. He played better than Randall in the playoffs. Played better defense than Randall, too. Wasn't scared in the moment. But at the end of the day, Tibbs is our fucking coach. And Tibbs going to need to adjust. He's going to need to adjust. This vet shit is stupid. We're on R.J. Barrett's timeline. We're not on Tibbs' timeline. Kidding me? That was ridiculous, man. Then you got... And, 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 and moving along from, from, from Obi, because... Listen, I don't see a future where Obi and Randall could be here and both coexist. I don't. I don't. So you got to trade one or the other. That, that's, from, that's just how I feel about that, right? You got a guy like, and, and, and I know I'm going on, I, I, I know I'm going on wild various subjects, people. I know I am. So, but I'm just venting right now. This is a venting episode. I'm, I'm going on various subjects. So... You know, now you got people who's coming out of the woodworks. They want to package Knox, Obi, some of these dudes for a star. How? Who the fuck want Kevin Knox? A DMP guy who barely played last season. He looked lost when he did play. Obi topping a 23-year-old lottery pick who was deemed the most NBA-ready last season, last um, offseason, last year draft. And I watched the game where, yeah, y'all, i never forget this game, where Jaden McDaniels from the Timberwolves outplayed Ovi Toppin, and he 19. And I'm looking at it like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? What is going on here? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, Tibbs. I'm going to save Tibbs for last, though. But I'm going I'm to I'm get on him at various moments of this episode. But I'm going to save him for last, though. And, you know, you, you playing. You, you play, matter of fact, I got to include Taj Gibson in this. Because Obi played 11 minutes per game. Tibbs, you couldn't play Obi topping a little more than Taj Gibson? You couldn't? You... you Really? Really? We watched Taj Gibson in the playoffs look like a corpse. He looked dead. He looked dead out there. I would have loved to see Obi Toppin play some more. I would have loved to see Obi Toppin play some five. I'd have loved to see Obi Toppin and Kevin Knox play some more minutes together. Right? So now we have all of these questions. Who's our starting point guard? Why the fuck with Tibbs? Take Alfred Payton out of the starting lineup during the playoffs. The worst possible coaching move he could he, he's done. 
You mess up the whole flow of the team. Randall and RJ's used to playing slow. Now you put Derrick Rose on the starting lineup. Now they're playing fast. They're not used to that. Come on, bruh. Come on, Tibbs. Come on, CAA. Come on, come on, Leon Rose. Come on, man. Y'all could have did better than that, man. And, you know, I see I, I, the, the Frank Nellikina thing bothers me, too. It really bothers. It bothers me more than the Kevin Knox thing. Because Frank Nellikina, the guy who drafted him was fired the very next day. So he had no shot. Scott Perry, get him the fuck out of New York. I want him out of New York. I want him out of New York ASAP. ASAP. That man tried to bury my boy Frank Nilakina. I want Scott Perry with cinder blocks on his feet thrown in the East River. Because that was crazy what he did. You really played Moutier, Trey Burke, and all these dudes over Frank trying to find a lightning in the bottle. And you ain't find nothing. 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 Would Frank have developed further along, faster, quicker, with more minutes? Yes. Is, is some of the things that happened to Frank on Frank? Uh, is it on Frank? Yes. I'm not gonna say and say Frank. You know some of the, some of the shit that's happening to him is is not his fault. Yes, a part of it is his fault. He's scared, dude. It was that time I'm begging for him to shoot the goddamn ball. Just shoot it. Be aggressive. But that's, he's not that type of guy. And if he is, it's going to take... It would have took a couple years for him to get to that point. You know? So, yes, yeah, some of it is on Frank. I can't fully blame him when his stupid-ass organization continues to bring these whack-ass players that play in some of the same positions as him. Frank can play one through three. I don't, I'm not looking for him to be my franchise point guard at all. But you need guys like that who's willing to sacrifice in order to win games. You need people who are willing to sacrifice. During the playoffs, I'm watching Nick players. None of them looked like they was willing to sacrifice. That I have a problem with that. And that's a part of you signing one-year deal fat Mercs. I have a problem with that. So now, right, we're sitting here, we're trying to think of trades where we could trade some of these guys and get, and get, some better, get something better in the building, right? But 60% of your rotation is gone. So the only people left on your roster is Kevin Knox, Randall, Quickly, Obi, RJ, Mitch. Some in uh, Luca Vildoza, right? No, no, Novell Powell, right? Some of these guys, these guys are under contract. That ain't no good fucking roster. And if you wanted to, and here's another thing too, right? I wanted the young guys to play more together. So in the event that we was in the playoffs, and Tibbs had to play a certain guy, he didn't play in a week. He would be more comfortable playing that guy. That's my thing. Obi couldn't get in the game and he's blowing the team out by 30. 
Obi couldn't get in the fucking game. That's on. That's also on Tibbs. That's also on Tibbs. I'm really mad at that. And I'm not mad at us making the fourth seed. I'm not mad at us making the playoffs. Like, I love that, man. I only got four winning seasons in my lifetime, bro. Sister. Only four winning seasons. Four. From what I can recall. So, it, it, come on. And then out of those four winning seasons, you know, them other years, we had no draft picks. None. So that's why I hold RJ to a high standard, a high regard. I'm not trading him. To hell with that. Come on, man. People want to trade the whole shebang for Damian Lillard. Who are we going to beat with Damian Lillard, man? That man couldn't beat Golden State when KD was hurt. He was up double digits going in the second half of each one of those games and lost. I watched Nigeria hunt this man. They was hunting him on offensive pick and roll plays. Really? So he gonna come here with Julius Randle who's a championship third option and they gonna win a championship together? Get the hell out of here, man. Get the hell out of here. That shit ain't gonna never work. Build this from the ground up, man. I don't want to see no more Dame trades and all this garbage that people be talking about, man. Build this from the ground up. When you when you watching the playoffs, you a Nick fan. I'm a Nick fan too. So I, I feel like I'm talking to you in your face right now. When you watching the playoffs, bro, think about it. You really think we could beat the Milwaukee Bucks next season, yeah? You gonna sit there with a straight face and tell yourself, yo, yeah, we could beat them next season. Yeah, we could beat them. We could go toe-to-toe with Giannis and them. Come on, man. Be realistic. If that man wins a ring, and I'm 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 pretty sure he is, right? He's in uh, he's in the Eastern Conference. So he's the new boogeyman. And we're going to need to find a way to beat him now. This 26, 27-year-old defensive player of the year, two-time MVP, multiple-time all-defensive member, multiple-time all-star, dominate on both sides of the ball with no offensive bag. And we're going to sit here and tell ourselves, yeah, we're going to trade for Dame and we're going to beat them. Didn't Drew Holiday already put Dame in Rikers a couple years ago? Didn't he do that already? You want to see that again? Really? Get the fuck out of here with that Dame trade talk, man. Y'all killing me with that, man. No more no more of that, man. No more of that. And it, 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 it's crazy. Like, this, this other narrative about, you know, the Knicks... They need to they they need to go out and sign a bun, sign a vet point guard. You don't need to sign. You yes, you can go out and sign a vet point guard, but you have sixty million in cap space, multiple first round picks. You got all your first round picks until twenty twenty five. Use your fucking assets and get me a starting point guard this summer. I want a young point guard. The only two that's acceptable for me 
is Sexton or Lonzo. That's the only two that's acceptable for me. You think getting Kyle Lowry, and, and mind you, I would love Kyle Lowry here if we get Sexton. No, if we get Lonzo, I would love Kyle Lowry here. I would love him here. But what is he going to do here? That man won championships. What is he going to do here? Huh? Really? So people talk about, um, I, I'm going to defend both Lonzo and Sexton. I'm going to start with Lonzo first. People talk about Lonzo. He doesn't penetrate to the basket. Lonzo, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. His career highs, 14 points per game. He probably... So what? He shot eight threes per game. Up this three-point percentage to 37%, 38%. I don't even got the numbers in front of me. This is going off the top of the dome right now. He shot eight threes per game. High-volume shooter. Averaged a career-high 14.6 points per game, right? Up this free throw percentage in the 70s when he was shooting in the 40s from free throw, which was disgusting. So we know he's working on his game. People say, oh, you rather pay, I'd rather pay Kyle Lowry, 25 million a year. I'd rather pay Chris Paul, 30 million a year. What? You got 60 million in cash space and you don't get you a young guard like Lonzo? Really? Who's easily a top 10, uh, I, I view him as a point guard. A lot of people view, view him as an off-ball guard. That is fucking stupid to me. The coach that put him off-ball as shooting guard was fired. He's a point guard. That's what he is. He's a point guard. That stupid shit people trying to put. Yo, Lonzo's a wing. Stupid. That is stupid to me. When, when was Lonzo a wing? Huh? We ain't call him no motherfucking wing when he was on the Lakers. Now we want to call him a wing? Because Pundit said it? Man. Y'all kill me, man. Y'all kill me, man. So, 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 I would absolutely love Lonzo here. People say, yo, man, so what would you pay Lonzo? You pay 18 million. You don't fucking, you don't have that right to know what James Dolan need to pay? He need to pay the high. We just watched Alfred Payton for two straight years. Don't sell us cheap on no point guard. Four years, 100 million. That's the minimum. I want a point guard. I want somebody who, who, who's, going, who's on the up and up swing. I don't want to sit here a year from now. Damn, yo, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know who's going to be our starting point guard, man. I, I don't know. We got, we got uh, uh, this guy. I'm, I'm not going to say no names, but we got this guy. He, he on a one-year deal, so we're going to have to look for his replacement. And I'm done with that. I've been doing that for five, six straight years. At first, I thought Frank Nilekina was a point guard. He ain't no fucking point guard. I'm throwing that out the window already. He could play one through three. He's a Swiss Army knife. I should have never thought he was a point guard in the first place. And that was a huge mistake by me. Huge mistake. And, 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 and I love Frank Nilekina. But that was a huge mistake by me. He could play one through three. He's not a point guard, though. Right? And Tibbs, it was evident. Tibbs started him at multiple positions this year. Small forward, he started small forward, point guard, shooting guard, right? So we know that. But Lonzo could be our starting point guard. He can get Mitch some easy buckets. He could get the ball out of Randall's hands. And mind you, him and Randall already played together. 
Him and Randall already played together. So Randall's going to respect him. That's what we need. We need a guard he's going to respect. Pay, pay the high for Lonzo, man. Stop being cheap, man. Nick fans, y'all being cheap. Y'all want to pay these dudes 18 million, 19 million. Fuck all that, man. They got kids and New York taxes is hella high. You bugging out. Go get me Lonzo Ball, man. Now, if people talk about Lonzo Ball's father and LeVar Ball, man, LeVar Ball is a great father. Um, not too many African-American fathers being their son's lives or fathers in general. You know, I know a lot of single mothers. I'm African-American. I'm black. So I know a lot of I got friends who had single mothers. So I'm damn proud of uh, LeVar Ball right now. Taking kids, kids, get always up there, up front and center for his sons. Even if he's saying something blasphemous, I respect that. Because we need more fathers like that. Especially African-American fathers, black fathers. We need more fathers like that. Shit, any race. White, Chinese, Latino, Australian, Switzerland. I don't give a shit where you from. We need more fathers in these kids' lives. Kidding me? You worried about his father hyping up his son? Get the fuck out of here, man. People kill me, man. Now, let's get the, let's get the Colin Sexton, right? Now, because I, I, had to, I had to drink some water real quick, right? Now, as far as, because the Colin Sexton shit, the Lonzo stuff is blasphemous. The Colin Sexton stuff is blasphemous, too. And mind, they both labeled losing players, supposedly. You know, Devin Booker was labeled a losing player last season. And I was one of the people who labeled him a losing player. Now, look, he's in the goddamn finals. Um, so, Colin Sexton is a 22-year-old who averaged 24-4-4 and on good percentages, Right? I think it was 47% from the field, 38% from three, like 85% from, from, from free throw. But people like, oh, he's a ball hog. Oh, he doesn't make other guys better. Oh, he doesn't do this. Oh, he doesn't do that. Hmm. So you mean to tell me, and mind you, Colin Sexton, he was, he was putting some of the worst spacing lineups in the NBA. According to contextual data, they had his lineup spacing at an F, and that is horrible. So let, let me get this straight, right? Y'all want Colin Sexton to pass the Seti Osman, Isaac Okoro, Torian Prince, Lamar, uh, <laughs> Dean Wade, Dylan Weindler, Windler, Brodock, Brodick Thomas. Um, Isaiah Hardestein, Damian Dotson, Matthew Dellavedova, Jared Allen. Really? 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 That's what we doing? That's what, that's what the best y'all got? The Knicks haven't had a guard who averaged 20 points in almost 17 plus years. The last guard that averaged 20 points for the Knicks was Stephon Marbury. And even so, Larry Brown benched Stephon Marbury for some garbage. So don't even get me started on that. Right? 
people say, oh, Colin Sexton, you know, he, he, he this, he that, he this, he that. Kimball Walker at, at age 22 averaged 17 points, 6 assists on 42% from the field. Mike Conley at 22 years old averaged 12 points, 5.3 assists, 44% from the field. Well, basically 45%. Kyle Lowry at 22 years old was coming off the bench, was averaging eight points, four assists on 44% from the field. Colin Sexton averaging damn near 25. And people still disrespecting this man. Blasphemous. That is blasphemous. Especially when the lineup that you played the most with R.J. Barrett last season consisted of Reggie Bullock, Nerlens Noel, Alfred fucking Payton. Really? Man, y'all got to stop, man. Also, you know, Sexton, his ability to draw, attack the basket, right? Sexton is, is, he's finished ninth in the league with 16.8 drives per game while shooting 47.3% shooting is close to NBA average, but he has to get better at that. But 17-plus drives a game going to the basket, he, he's going he's gonna to get, he's going to garner a lot of gravity. Gravity away from Randall, away from RJ. And even when Garland was hurt, Sexton averaged 6.6 assists. Sexton also averaged nine plus potential assists per game. So that's this, this is crazy to me that people kill Kyle Sexton. They kill him for his defense. Of course the defensive rating is going to be bad. He's playing on a bad team. Julius Randle had the third best defensive rating in the league. He ain't no fucking defender. Get out of here with that. Got my boy, my boy, and shout out to my boy Chris. My boy Chris, he runs the Blue and Orange podcast. Right? Shout out to my boy Chris. He said Randall was a good defender. Get the fuck out of here, bro. You bugging out. Our system is the reason why he could defend the way he do. And people don't think Colin Sexton can't do the same. People don't think Colin Sexton can't get better on the tips. People don't think Lonzo can't get better on the tips. Really? Sometimes all it takes is a coach. Randall went through six straight years losing pathetic efforts. He gets with a winning coach. He starts winning games. He won most of the group play of the year. You know, he played well. Sometimes it takes coaching. Colin Sexton had six coaches. I can't even name how many coaches Lonzo Ball had. I can't even name it, bro. Lineup spacing. Ninth, ninth percentile on contextual uh, data. That's an F. Come on, man. Come on, man. Y'all gotta y'all like playmaking. This is this is contextual data. Playmaking talent A minus. Scoring gravity A minus. Box creation A. Passing creation quality A minus. Come on, man. Come on, man. We all know Lonzo averaged seven assists before at point guard. So we know he could play point guard. But I believe Colin Sexton could play point guard too. I believe it too. And even though Colin Sexton is a a better scorer than Lonzo, yes. But under Thibodeau, we don't know 
what those two could do. But I know they could do damn well over here. Better than their previous situations. Because we got some winners over here. We got RJ over here. We got Tibbs over here. We got Randall over here. So come on, man. Let's stop putting these stupid ass narratives on, on, on Lonzo and Sexton. Just because they not the guard that you want. We need one of those two guys. Everything else, we could talk about everything else. I'm settled on those two guys being one of those two guys being my franchise point guard. We need one of those two guys. If you get me a vet, it's the same old Nick feeling. You can't get me a vet with $60 million in cap space, two first, all your first-round picks for the next three, four years, and we just coming off a fourth seed. You can't do that. I want to get better. Not stay the same. Trey Young, I'm off the fucking floor with Kyle Lowry in next year playoffs. We did put Kyle Lowry, 36-year-old ass, on Trey Young. Y'all better cut it out. Chris Paul? Hell no. Hell no. He gonna turn 37. What? No. 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 It's not the way to go. Get you one of these two guys, man. You need a franchise point guard. Both players bring different things to the table, but we need to do what's best for the franchise and bring in one of those guys. Now, if you bring me a young point guard, I don't give a shit what vet point guard you bring in. Get Lonzo? Okay, you want to bring in Mike Conley? Bring him in. You want to bring in Kyle Lowry? Bring him in. I don't care. Chris Paul, I don't care. Bring him in. But make sure you get that young guard first. Make sure you get that young guard. If you think Randall's your guy, you better make sure you get him a young guard, a young up-and-coming uh, up player, a young ascending talent. We, we on RJ's timeline regardless. So let me get to this final, final thing, right? Because uh, uh, my fault, man. A lot of these narratives, man, I know I'm screaming. I'm cursing. I'm sorry if you got kids. I'm sorry if you with your kids. If you with your kids for this podcast episode, I apologize, man. And, and, and it won't happen again. But I I got to get some of these narratives out the way. So, you know, let me get to... Let me, before I get into the final part, right? I had one of my young boys challenge me on Twitter. He like, yo, you talking about you want Dwight Howard now. And... We still got Mitchell Robinson and Dwight Howard going to take some minutes from Mitchell Robinson. So let's be clear about this. Use context, brother, right? Dwight Howard doesn't impede nothing that Mitchell Robinson does. He doesn't impede nothing. He don't impede his minutes, nothing, right? What he does, though, for us, I'm watching Giannis. We need a wall. We're going to need a big body, right? I think Dwight Howard can help us with that. But also teach Mitchell Robinson how to be tougher, how to be more aggressive, how to talk on the court, you know, how to be a man. Dwight Howard got multiple kids. He got mad kids. And he looked like he matured. But I don't think he would be in Mitchell Robinson's way. They don't play the same position. They play the center position. Both players is... Guard dependent, wing dependent. They depend on people to give them the ball in the right spots. So I don't think that Dwight Howard impedes Mitchell Robinson at all. And also, 
watching the playoffs. Resign Mitch, man. All this, all this trade Mitch talk I've been seeing, dead that. Let's dead let's, let's that right now. Um, Watching Giannis and the playoffs destroy everybody makes me want to resign Mitch even more. We're going to need a guy who's athletic, who can who can run the floor, who could guard on switches cuz I believe Mitch Mitch is one of those guys who he can guard 1 through 5. We've seen it before. But could also help out with Giannis, man. You need bodies. We need bodies. I I I'm keeping Mitch, man. I'm keeping Mitch. I'm re-signing Mitch. I'm getting that out the way first. I don't care what nobody said. I don't care if Mitch was hurt last season. Understandable he was hurt. He looks like he's 275 pounds now, for supposedly what he said. So maybe he should be able to take more contact. Maybe he changed the way he diet, diets his food, you know, eat eat food, you know, plant-based diet. I don't know what the hell he's doing. But I, I have firm belief in Mitchell Robinson. And Mitchell Robinson will for sure help us in the future in the playoff series against the Bucks and against Giannis. I believe he can guard Giannis. He may not stop him, but he could bother him. He, he, he may not stop that man, but he can bother him, right? So now let's get into our coach. This motherfucker Tibbs, man. For me, right? I, I can't I can't say this enough. Thibodeau, I'm kind of done with Thibodeau. He lied. He talked about competition for minutes and, you know, people's going to earn, earn their minutes and they're going to earn their spot. When you got Alfred Payton starting almost all season long, he didn't deserve his minutes. Alfred Payton didn't deserve to start over Emmanuel quickly. He still was playing him. Or when Knox was hot, Burks come back from injury, you automatically take Knox out of the rotation. You put Burks in the rotation, which is a waste of time because you can't trade Burks for anything. And he's 30-plus years old now. So what the hell are you going to do with Burks? Like, that was so damn stupid. Um, He lied about his minutes, allocation. You got guys like Randall. Why? The hell, Randall played 200 plus more minutes than anybody else in the NBA this season. That means he played damn near three, four more games than everybody else. That is crazy. When you got Obi Toppin right on the bench, right on the bench. He literally, he had Julius Randall in games where we was blowing the teams out by like 20. And he's still playing Julius Randall. That cannot happen next season. Not with it. He's gonna have to learn. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to really adjust. Something he didn't do in the playoffs. Because if he don't adjust again next year, and we're out in the first round, I'm calling for him to be fired. I don't care about what Tibbs do in the regular season no more. His coach of the year award is cool. It's a regular season award. So. Uh, I, for me, I'm out on Tibbs. I believe he's our Mark Jackson. I believe he's here to get the culture off the floor. He's doing a hell of a job, a, a great job at it. A hell of a job. He's he, he's passing. He's passing the first part of the test with flying colors. A plus 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 plus. But 
He got to change some things. His offense was boring. We led the league in isolation basketball last season. And his shoulders is reared this ugly head in the playoffs because Randall couldn't do shit once teams trapped him or blitzed him. And that's not all on Randall. That's on Tibbs. You got to help your players out. When Randall went to Tibbs and asked him for adjustments, this 63-year-old motherfucker went right back to doing the same thing he did before. The same thing he lost the previous game with. He did it again and he lost by double digits again, bro. And I'm supposed to, uh, bro, sis, and I'm supposed to sit here and believe in Tibbs? Nah, man. That, 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 ain't, that, that ain't how this gonna work, man. So, if you listening to my pod, I'm not giving Tibbs no compliments next season. I'm not giving him no compliments. I'm not saying, wow, this and wow. Nope. Nope. Because, I, nope. I can't do it. I can't listen to his coach speak no more. And he, I need to see more. I need to see, he's a great regular season coach, but regular season awards ain't the same as postseason awards. And that's what we're striving for. So he better stop this. Yo, I'm going to go get all vets and... We're just going to win game. I don't give a fuck about that all vet stuff. Tibbs, get it together. Because you don't have that rotation excuse next season. You don't have that. I don't know who could who could we look down at the bench for next season. I don't want to hear that excuse for Tibbs. Tibbs won 50 games with Keith Bogans. Of course he could win 41 games with Alfred Payton. Really? <laughs> Come on. Come on. That's it, man. I'm done, man. I, I, I just had to rant. You know, I, I had to get some of this stuff that I was thinking about. You know, I, I just had to get it out there, man. I, just, I, I know I was probably all over the place in this episode. And it's cool. It's a random, it's a random episode, right? It's cool. So shout outs to you, Nick Nation, for tuning in. Um, I appreciate y'all tuning in. I appreciate the love and support that I get on on uh, Instagram, Facebook. I appreciate the love and support that y'all showed me for my pod too, man. I don't do this for the money. I don't. I don't do live streams for the money. I don't do anything for the money, man. This is for the love. This is for the people. I don't do nothing that I, I, I don't even. I don't even care about the paid sponsors that these people be having on on their podcast. I don't do it for the money. I do it for the love. That's all it is with me. So I appreciate y'all, man. Really appreciate uh, Nick Nation once again, man. But I'm out of here. It's your boy State of the State of New York Nick Podcast. Peace.